Guy here with a quick message before we get on with the pod. As a thank you to our most dedicated and loyal viewers and listeners to Blood Red, we're inviting you to join our Blood Red Club. By joining, you'll get access to insider transfer content as well as interviews with former favourites and those connected at Anfield. All you need to do is head to bloodredpodcast.co.uk, enter your email address and our exclusive content will head to your inbox. That's bloodredpodcast.co.uk. Thanks. Now on with the show. This is the Agenda Podcast on the Blood Red Channel, taking a bite-sized look at some of the big Liverpool FC talking points. Hello and welcome to the Agenda here on the Blood Red Channel with me, Ty Delaney, and I'm joined by Matt Addison. Matt, how are you? Yeah, all good. Thank you, mate. All good. It's my uh, first day back as we're recording this after a week off, so it's, uh, <laughs> it's not, been the, not been the busiest week for you guys, but uh, yeah, plenty to, to get stuck into nonetheless. Well, straight back into it. And on your first day back, there have been rumours of uh, well, linking Liverpool with a transfer for Kingsley Coman of Bayern Munich. So um, let's get straight into that then. So on, on the face of it, Matt, you're looking at a 25-year-old left winger, right-footed, similar to Mane in that respect, I guess. He's won the league in every season of his professional career, obviously with spells at uh, Paris Saint-Germain, uh, Bayern Munich currently and Juventus before that. Um winning goal in the Champions League final in, in August 2020. So on the face of it, he looks a, a fantastic player. Yeah, there's no doubt he is um, a fantastic player. And you can kind of see why the likes of Liverpool, City, United, Chelsea, why they might be linked with him, because obviously there is that quality. It's proven, but he's still young enough that you know he's still got probably the best years of his career ahead of him, which, which as you say, he's won so many trophies, 24, I think it is, in total in his career so far. You'd imagine, you know, obviously that's largely because he's played for, for Bayern, Juventus and, and PSG, but he does tick, I think, a lot of boxes for Liverpool. There's a lot of boxes as well that I'm sure we'll come on to that he doesn't tick. Um, I would be surprised if if this one happened, not least because of, of that price tag. But I think in terms of, of the quality of the player, the position he plays in, he can play left or, or can play on the right as well. I think it does make a little bit of sense in as much as he is a very, very good player. And obviously, to play for Liverpool, you have to be a very, very good player. But I think there's uh, there's a few boxes that, that still need to be ticked before I can be fully convinced on this one, I think. One of those boxes, no doubt, is going to be the transfer fee. So reports from Germany suggesting that Liverpool were perhaps looking at a bit of around €35 million. Euros. Yesterday, uh, that same report suggested that 50 million euros was the asking price. Today, we've seen one saying 100 million. I mean, Liverpool aren't going to be paying that. I'm not sure if anyone would be paying 100 million euros for, for Coman. He's got two years left on his contract. But, I mean, realistically, what do you see that fee being? What do you think Liverpool would go up to in theory? How, how does that sit for you? I mean, my sort of instinct would be that 50 would be slightly too cheap. I think he's obviously a really good footballer. He's proven he's at a good age, as we've said. There's there's a lot going for him. And even with two years left on his contract, I think if it was one year, obviously, then it, it becomes a sort of Thiago Alcantara situation where Liverpool look at it and think that they can get the player for, for much cheaper. They paid, I think, £25 million or, or so for, for him last summer. And that was because, obviously, he had a year left on his contract. Bayern didn't want to, to let that happen. So maybe if it was next summer and he did have 12 months left, maybe you'd be looking at, at that sort of cut price fee. As you say, it was rumoured that Liverpool had made a bid of around 30 or 35 
million euros. Maybe at that price, it would have been sort of sensible with a year left. But I think with two, you, you're probably looking at sort of double that. I think 60, 70 million euros, that would kind of make a little bit of sense to me in terms of, of someone coming in to buy him. I mean, I think the fact that, that Bayern Munich seem to be saying that they want 100 is kind of an admission, really, that they don't really want to sell him. I think in an ideal world, they would extend his contract and, and that's seemingly is is sort of on the the wage packet that he's he's sort of demanding that the reason that he hasn't signed so far is that he potentially would want to to be on a little bit more money than Bayern would be prepared to to pay but again that kind of feeds into this idea that maybe he's not then going to sign for Liverpool because I think Bayern certainly would pay bigger wages than what Liverpool would and you have to sort of put him into that pecking order you mentioned before he's sort of similar in terms of, of position and probably in terms of quality as well, when both are, are at their best to, to Sadio Mane. But obviously you can't have both players on the pitch really at the same time, certainly not in that same position. So I think if Coman was coming in as a player who's not necessarily in Liverpool's best eleven, to sort of pay anywhere near 100 million would, would sort of be bizarre really for them. It, it would never have, have happened before. Obviously they have spent big on, on Alisson and Van Dijk, but they are sort of transformational players, as we call them, you know, the, the ones that... You just can't really get anybody else to have that same impact. I don't think that's the same with, with Kingsley Coleman and, and the wages as well. Liverpool do pay big wages for, for big players, Mohamed Salah, Van Dijk, all of those sorts of players. But I think Coleman would be on at least as much as them, if not slightly more. And you know, it, it just doesn't seem to, to me to fit into that sort of model of the way that, that Liverpool do things, really. No, it's, it's a good point. And you, you mentioned Liverpool's model there. I mean, the... The last uh, forward signing Liverpool had was Diogo Jota last summer. Uh, again, very similar positions, Coman, kind of playing primarily on that left-hand side, but can operate anywhere across the front three. Um, it would be a, a dramatic shift away from that, wouldn't it? You look at Jota and a lot of Liverpool signings in the last few years, like you know, Wijnaldum, Shaqiri, even Van Dijk was a big fee, but coming up from a Southampton kind of level. Um, I know Thiago came in last year from, from Bayern Munich, and, and this would maybe be a, a similar fee in terms of the profile uh, sorry not a fee but a similar profile of the player um, but it's, it's not it's not something that Liverpool do a lot is it going out there and taking a, a top player kind of in his, his peak years or approaching his peak years from a, another European giant No I think Liverpool have to, to sign another forward player to, to come in this summer but I don't think it will be as you say one of those types of players I think it will be more akin to, to the Diogo Jota deal in the sense that not just you know the, the sort of experience but the, the cost the fact that he can play in, in all three positions okay Coman can do that but he does tend to favour coming off that left hand side and as you say Liverpool have already got those sorts of options. So I think it's it's one of those where it would go against what Liverpool have done so successfully. I think, you know, you, you could absolutely see Coman going to Chelsea or to Manchester United or a team like that because they have that history of spending that sort of money. I think that the amount of money it would take for, for Liverpool to get him, it, it just doesn't quite fit for me. I don't think uh, Liverpool would, would look to spend that sort of money, even if they got rid of, of three or four sort of fringe players. You think if they can get what they want for Shakiri, which is about 13 or so million, if they could get what they want for, for Divock Origi, he will leave. But you know, even if they brought in, say, 70, 80 million pounds in player sales, I don't think that that would be invested 
as one player in in one big sum to to bring somebody like this in. I think it would be, you know, very much a, a case of trying to to find another Jota, another player to develop. Not least, I think, because it just makes it that much easier for that player to to integrate to come in. It's not an expectation. Certainly, it wasn't when Jota came in last summer that he had to play every single match. It was a case of, well, long term, that will become your role. You will become one of the front three. But for now, it's a case of, of inter- introducing you to the way that, that Liverpool play and, and that sort of thing. So I think it's it's got to be a gradual thing. Liverpool, whoever they get, will be looking at someone who has the potential to be one of the front three, but isn't necessarily one of those front three right now. And I think if you're Kingsley Coman and you're coming to Liverpool for, for a huge amount of money, if it is a hundred million, whatever it is, I think it would be, you know, significantly more than than what Liverpool have paid for pretty much all of, of their attacking players. I think if you are coming in for that sort of money on those sorts of wages, as we've said before, with the the trophies and, and the sort of proven record that he has, I think he'd have to come in and, and be a guaranteed starter week in, week out. And I just don't think, unless Liverpool were to lose one of the front three, which I don't think will happen either, I just don't think that that, that would happen. I think he would come in as a player who would sort of come in and, and battle Jota really to be one of those two players to come into the lineup. And I just don't see that Liverpool would spend that sort of money. Manchester City, maybe. Manchester United, maybe. Chelsea, maybe. But Liverpool, I, I just don't see that happening really for what would be, to begin with at least, kind of a, a squad player maybe is, is putting it a little bit too strongly, but certainly not one who would be an absolute guarantee, I don't think. The Agenda on the Blood Red Channel. Having said that, if if you are Coman and, and the move could happen for in the region of somewhere to 40, 50 million and, and maybe not the kind of 90, 100 million that reports have suggested yesterday. If you're Coman and you're looking, you're maybe going to be leaving Bayern Munich, Liverpool's still going to be an attractive um, destination for you, isn't it? Obviously with Klopp in charge and when he would get his, cha- uh, his chance in the team, he'd be playing with the likes of Salah, Mane, Firmino, possibly Thiago, who of course he'll know very well. So um, and, and from Coleman's point of view, it would perhaps be a move that he would be interested in, do you think? Yeah, I think so. I mean, you, you can sort of see really for, for any player in the world to come to, to Liverpool and, and what that means to come to the Premier League, Jurgen Klopp, all the rest of it, I think is it's a, a hugely attractive place. And, you know, I should say, of course, obviously him coming to Liverpool would mean that he wasn't necessarily a guaranteed starter. Well, he's not necessarily at Bayern Munich either. I think we should point that out. I mean, there's plenty of, of competition for places when you think of, of Leroy Sané and, and players like that over um, in Germany for, for Bayern. So, there, yeah, there is, I think, from the player's perspective, a, a sort of appeal to it. I think the, the issue really for me is not that Kingsley Coma wouldn't fancy it. It's more that Liverpool wouldn't pay that sort of money to, to bring him in and, and maybe would look for, for a different type of, of player as well. I think, obviously, for Liverpool, it, it's very much a balance. We know that Jurgen Klopp likes a, a much smaller squad. The squad harmony is a, a huge thing. I think if you're bringing in a player of, of this quality, it, it kind of... Yeah, okay. If it could be done for for cheaper, if you know the the transfer fee, the wages were right, everything was right, maybe there's a situation where that could happen. But I just think there's there's probably a few more likely players that things could sort of fall into place for, if you like, for for Liverpool in the summer. I think it's it's more likely, I think, to be a player that's maybe a little bit different to, to one of these world class names that that sometimes gets linked. I know, obviously. People who want Kylian Mbappe, they want Ellie Cole and they want all of those players. But 
we know that that's not quite how Liverpool do things. It, it does tend to be someone who's a little bit different, maybe someone that you've not necessarily heard of before, or maybe they've played in a different country, not done that well, but Liverpool see something in them that you know other clubs don't. I don't think Coman falls into, well, he certainly doesn't fall into to that category. And I think that for me is is one that if Liverpool were linked with a player more like that, we've seen the, the links with the, the player at, at Porto, Atavia. I think someone like that kind of makes more sense to me just from looking at, at what Liverpool have done historically. It would kind of follow a similar sort of pattern, I think. Yeah, you mentioned Otavia there. I think at the time that this podcast is released, he's got one day left on his release clause. So uh, there might be something, if that's going to happen, it's going to have to happen very soon, I think. But um, no, I, I agree with you on that. I think spending upwards of 50, 60 million on a, a squad player is something that City do as opposed to Liverpool. And uh, Liverpool may be shopping perhaps just in that, that lower that lower level this summer for someone that can come in for kind of 30, 40 million and, uh, you know, be an option as we've seen with Jota last year. But but just sticking on Coman uh, for now, he's maybe unfairly built himself a bit of a reputation for an injury-prone player. I know it's something certainly in our, in our group at work, it was the first thing that kind of popped up when we saw the reports yesterday, oh, he's injured and why would Liverpool spend that amount of money on someone that spends half the time on the bench, uh, on, you know, the the treatment table especially given Liverpool's problems last season with injuries but um actually when you dig into it the last three years he's he's played between 30 and 40 games every season and it's perhaps a, a touch unfair that reputation yeah I think it is unfair I think it kind of comes really because he's had two big injuries in his career and in fact you could almost call it one injury because he had one injury he came back and, and then did the same thing to to the same uh, ankle ligaments it, it was so he's had two sort of sustained periods of time where he's missed the end of, of one season the start of the next and then I think that the second time it happened it was all in the space of, of one season but that's kind of what people are remembering but of course he's been uh, a senior player for, for six seven eight seasons now it's it's sort of a long enough period of time that even with that injury he still played a lot of matches for for sort of the rest of, of that time as you say he's played um, between 30 and 40 games, closer to 40. He's played 39 last season, 38 the season before that. I mean, the injuries have sort of been there. There's been sort of three, four games each season that he's missed with little minor injuries. There's sort of COVID-related things that he missed a match for last season. But it is very small numbers. I mean, it's not one of those where, for example, Naby Keita has only put together three games in a row for Liverpool, Coman has, has put down, you know, much longer spells without injuries. And I don't think it would necessarily be um, something that would put off Liverpool or put off any other potential suitors. I think if you actually look into it, it's it's nowhere near as bad as, as what people might think. So, yeah, he tends to, to miss sort of between four and, and eight games each season with injury. But I think, you know, Obviously, that's not perfect. Liverpool have always tended to target players who've got perfect injury records. Mohamed Salah, for example, never, ever misses a match. Forget, you know, four, five, six like Coman does. But I think if Liverpool were to go for him, particularly because, as as we said before, he would be one to sort of come in and out of the team. He wouldn't necessarily just come in, replace Mane. It would be a case of, of sort of mixing things up and, and rotating. I think if you get, you know, 38, 39 um, 40 games off him, as has been the case for, for three or four seasons now. I think you'd certainly take that, even at, at that sort of price tag. So, 
yeah, I think he started 23 out of 34 for, for, for Bayern Munich in the league last season. I think he was missing for one Champions League match, but out of the nine that he was fit for, he started in seven, came on in the other two, I think. So it's not really as, as bad as you might think. And I think uh, certainly if he does leave Bayern, I think there will be a queue of clubs interested just for, for the reasons we've gone through. I'm not convinced that Liverpool will necessarily be one of them, unless the price is ridiculously low. Um, but the reports in Germany suggesting that that's probably not the case at the moment. And just finally, Matt, um, for argument's sake, if, if the transfer did go through and we saw um, Coman doing not, not the Melwood lean, I guess it would be the Kirby lean over the next few weeks, then wh- where do you think he'd fit in Liverpool? I mean, you mentioned there, You've still got the front three and, and Mane's not really showing any signs of going anywhere. If you look at the Euros this summer, then Coman's only had one substitute appearance uh, for France, whereas Jota's kind of built himself up to the level where he was, he was a key figure for Portugal alongside Ronaldo in that team. So you could even argue that perhaps Jota would be ahead of, of Coman in the pecking order, even if he was to sign. Yeah, I think it would be uh, an interesting one. I think I think Roberto Firmino over the next sort of season, two seasons, is going to kind of be phased out a little bit. But at the moment, I don't think it's necessarily time for, for that to be the case. I think, you know, with obviously the, the Copper America out of the way, he'll have a little bit of a rest before pre-season. Hopefully he can get himself fully fit and, and firing ready for, for the new season and get himself back to, to those levels. For Sadio Mane, he'll have had, you know, the, the summer to rest and recuperate. And I think he'll be certainly better than what he was last season, even if you... You know, he's, he's not necessarily going to be back straight away to his absolute peak that we saw the season before last. But I think certainly those two you'd expect it to improve on last season. Mohamed Salah just has to do what Mohamed Salah does. And, you know, everyone will be absolutely fine with that. I just think it's it's one of those where Liverpool do have to add another player into that mix this summer. I think Harvey Elliott will get games uh, but I think Liverpool have to, to put one more in. Whether that's Coman or, or whether that's somebody else, I don't think it's necessarily a pecking order of you're the fifth choice, you're the fourth choice. I just think game by game, if you can mix it up, you can bring in you know, a different option to play off the left. If you've got, for example, Jota on the left, Coman comes in, could play as a, a number 10. I think it's just the, the opportunity to, to be a bit more versatile, to maybe mix it up and, and go 4-2-3-1, maybe to, to have Salah through the middle because you know that you've got Jota to go on the left and, and Mane to go on the right. Just something a little bit different I think Liverpool need. And Coman could do that, but I think there's a, a long list of players who are more likely for a variety of reasons, not least that cost. Well, if anything does happen with Kingsley Coman or anybody else this summer, we'll bring you all the latest here on Blood Red. I've been Kai Delaney, joined by Matt Addison, and you've been listening to The Agenda. Until next time, bye for now. You've been listening to The Agenda podcast on the Blood Red channel.